Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello everyone and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn. And my name is Laura Jackson. And on today's podcast, we are talking specifically to all y'all coaches out there who are now dealing with the New Year's resolutions and having your clients feeling like, oh my gosh, I just can't show up. I'm not motivated. I don't know what to do. I can't get my button gear because we know how that works. We know that people are constantly feeling that way. Like clients are just struggling to keep motivated because they set up these resolutions. They had all these big plans and then now they feel like they're failing. So what we're talking to you about today specifically is the different ways that people are motivated, understanding how people are motivated, and then how you can implement that type of motivation into your fitness business in order to help you be more successful. Because the truth of the matter is, if clients are motivated and then they show up, then they get results. And then if they get results, they continue to be more motivated and then they continue to work with you. And that's basically sort of the way that it goes in like a snowball effect. So we want people to really feel successful. We want them to be excited and we want them to continue so that you have high retention rates in your fitness business. So, sorry, go on, Laura. No, it's just going to say like, this is what I find so interesting because like human nature, like we're motivated by three simple things like we're wired by it and fitness doesn't fall into any of them so this is where a lot of people who end up getting into fitness they're like why like are my clients not motivated and it's like well it's it's not necessarily natural so like the motivational triad is that we are motivated by seeking pleasure avoiding pain and putting in the least amount of effort as possible. (laughs) So let's say if you're going to tell me to do a burpee, I don't think that's me seeking pleasure. I don't think that's me avoiding pain. And I don't think that's me putting in the least amount of effort possible. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is where a lot of like fitness coaches and health coaches. So it could even be like eating kale versus eating the donut, right? Like Mm -hmm. it is, if you're a health coach too, or a, a weight loss coach, like it's, it's very, we have to understand that though, because if we don't understand that first part of it, we, we, we don't understand why our clients don't, uh, don't stick to the programs. Right. Cause right. we're like, why can't they just do it? Like I've, I've put together this amazing program and I've created all the things, but if we're hardwired to want to seek pleasure, avoid pain and put in the least amount of effort as possible, the idea of doing a workout or doing a diet or doing a change in habits is very challenging for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. as we start to think about these things today and the different types of ways to, you know, motivate people to be able to see the long-term goal of what they're putting effort into, then this will make it a lot easier for them to stick to it. But that first piece, just even knowing that they have that like avoidance to doing this and why they have it is really key to being able to understand your clients. 
Agreed. Agreed that that you do need to understand like why people are resisting it for sure. But then it's understanding too, okay, if they're resisting it, how can I make it so that they'll actually do the burpees? So they'll actually do the, like the workout at home. And it's also just understanding that people are motivated by different things. And so the um, six different ways that people are motivated is by achievement, by growth, by power. Um, And we'll break each of these ones down by social by fear or by incentive. So these are the six different ways that people are motivated. And so we're going to break each of these ones down and explain to you what they are. And then also how you can include them in your fitness business so that, or your coaching business, so that you can then actually help people to sort of like, it's like that outside incentive to get them to do the thing that they don't really want to do. (laughs) Well, no. And I think that this is where, I mean, I almost look at these as like the categories of your clients. Why? Exactly. Right. Like it's almost like this is one thing that I think is so important from the very beginning when you're working with new clients is to get them to do the exercise of why they want to commit to this journey with you. Mm -hmm. So like, why are they committing to this, this workout program? Or why are they committing to this weight loss program? Or why are they committing to this new style of eating? Right? So before they even start that, like have that on your intake form. And I know a lot of people don't, they just have people sign up and they're like, okay, you know, I'm providing this amazing thing. But if you understand and your clients start to understand their why, then you can see which one of these it kind of flows into And also it will give them something that when they're in this motivational triad of like, this feels way too hard for me. I don't want to do this anymore. Their why is going to be strong enough to keep them going. Definitely. So the first one with achievement is really about this idea that um, a lot of people just have this deep desire to achieve things. You'll know that these are the type of clients, not only by their why, but also because like they may be someone who runs marathons or has been training for a mud run or, you know, does something where they're at the end, they're given sort of like some sort of an award or something or a pat on the back that says like, you did a great job, right? So this is something that they really desire. Now, how you can include this in your business is simple. You can do things by um, after class, you send them a personalized email that says like, literally like, Hey, Laura, you did such a great job today, crushing those burpees. I'm super proud of you. It shows that you are paying attention and they feel like they've achieved something because you're recognizing their work. Um, you could do something. I think that this is one of the brilliant things that a lot of yoga studios do with those like boards. Um, when they do those challenges and every time you show up, you have to put like a little sticker on the board. People want to have that sticker. They want to be the person who has all the stickers, right? This is is like, it's an achievement thing that this is what motivates them. It's like, they might not want to go to the yoga studio, but they don't want to have a little hole next to their name. They want to have all the stickers, right? So those are the people that from an achievement standpoint, and you can see it on those boards. I always look, I always paid attention to those and I love them because I always thought like, you can tell the people that are not, um, motivated by achievement because they literally have like one, 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 because that's not the thing that drives them. It's the people that are literally like every day, or they're like showing up twice in a day to make sure because they can't come tomorrow. Like those are the people that achievement is a really big deal for them. Well, and the thing that I, and you see it in so many different, you know, really successful, like fitness programming, even with like the Peloton, right? So you and I both have the Peloton and they do like, shout outs for like completing your first 10 rides for the hundredth for a century rider or for they send um, you a shirt yeah they do all these different incentives or but even just like popping up on your screen or like my fitness pal when you walk so you get different badges right if you hit Mm -hmm. certain amount of steps so it's just this idea too of like 
even having something that's included in your like a challenge that you do, or, you know, we used to run a holiday um, and we actually sent it out for free over the holidays um, for, for you guys to use with your clients, but like a holiday bingo challenge. And it was a 14 day challenge where they had to complete different um, fitness or nutrition activities and then sign off on it and then hand it in for a prize. So always the people who are driven by achievement of potentially winning the prize or getting the shout out for finishing it. That was something that was really good to get them involved in your programming. Yeah. For sure. Now, the second thing um, is about growth. So some people like achievement is a big thing, but then the second thing is definitely growth. And growth is like this idea that people are, they are motivated by the idea that they have the opportunity to continue to grow. Now, how you can include this in your programming as a fitness instructor is to offer levels and modifications, giving people the opportunity to see that maybe they're starting out on the lowest impact option when they first begin, but then seeing that they've progressed in terms of like their strength, in terms of their endurance, in terms of like how much further they can run, whatever it is, giving them the opportunity to see that is that's what's going to motivate them because they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm now able to run up the hill versus walking up the hill. But you're giving them choices and you're showing them the options and modifications. And we do this in our fitness and nutrition expert program where we teach you a whole section on modifications because this is an area that a lot of fitness professionals don't really know how to do really well. We find that a lot of people are not trained in this area where they're not taught how to offer like level one, level two, and level three options to give people the choice of growth and opportunity to challenge themselves and continue to grow. Well, and also the one thing I found too, like even when we used to have our FitCheck bootcamp, we would always run a fitness test at the beginning that was comprised of three exercises. Mm-hmm. And then we would run it every four weeks. So most times we wouldn't have someone just stay with us for four weeks. They would stay with us for eight weeks, 12 weeks ongoing, right? So every four weeks, they would be able to do this check-in to see where they've improved in the areas of their push-ups or their squats. And it, it was so motivating to see people who started very low level and then be able to see like, oh my gosh, I actually did like, I doubled my pushups in a month. Yeah. Like those are the kind of things that, you know, for a lot of people, they're not competing against other people. They're competing against themselves in a way. And it's Mm -hmm. growing yourself and wanting to see that you can have that, um, that change. And another thing too, that also I like to, I talk about this too, in um, our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification, it's the idea too, of even journaling, because there's a lot of personal growth that happens too, that doesn't come in the actual tangible numbers. So like when we're doing fitness stuff, like again, push-ups and things like that, you're like, oh, I have something to compare to, right? Like I have push-ups from day one to push-ups at four weeks. I get to yes. see that growth. It's very easy for me to like put that in a number, but whereas you know, as you're starting to change, let's say like your nutrition and you're losing weight and you're moving towards your weight loss goals, the number is so like, it could be so far off, but it's like journaling to see where your energy levels have changed, where your feelings have changed about yourself or your process. Like that is also part of growth. And I think that journaling is a really, really important tool that a lot of health coaches and fitness coaches don't use with their clients. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And it is, it's, you know, that gives people the perspective, like a different perspective on their growth and their achievements. Right. And it allows them to kind of feel, look at it from all angles, not just like the physical angle. Um, Cause it's very hard to see the growth while you're in the growth. Right. It's the same thing. Like, it's very hard to see like, Oh, wait a second today. I did one more push up. Like we always want these big, num- these big changes or measurables of growth, but it's like when you actually 
journal it out or do something consistently where you like measure on ongoing intervals, it really allows you to step back and look at how, how much you've grown too, which is a huge thing, mm-hmm. which helps to keep you motivated. Cause then you're like, wait, if I committed for four weeks and I got to here, or I have this new energy, or I have this new love of my body in a different way, what will happen if I commit for another four weeks? Exactly. Right? Like it starts to propel you forward. Now, the third way that people are motivated is actually by power. So I didn't find this as much when it came to like people in our classes, um, when it came to like our fitness classes or whatnot, but power is really the idea that you have this desire to either like do things like with autonomy or to control others around you. So you which never works. <laughs> no, <laughs> but really, if you wanted to include some sort of like, if you notice that somebody is like the way that you would probably notice that someone is kind of motivated by power would be that they really like their own choices. They like to be the leader when you're doing, say, like team challenges or something along those lines. So they want to step into that role because that makes them feel really good, like to be able to lead a team um, or to be able to feel like they Like if you're like, you could do this or you could do this. So that's sort of how you would incorporate it into it. So you're giving people the choice to be able to like, you can go for a walk or you can go for a run. Like you're giving them the options and that makes them feel like they have control over their destiny as opposed to it just giving it over to you. They never want to feel like they're just handing it over to you. Even though they've hired you as their coach, they're going to be someone who still wants to feel like they're the one that's in control. Yeah. Those are usually the clients too, that challenge you on everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They challenge you on literally everything. It's like, why? Then you might even ask yourself, like, why did they even hire me? Like, but it's, it's such a good way, exactly what you were saying, just to do it in that, like giving them some sort of a choice in it. So like, we're either going to start on this habit or start on this habit. We're either going to do burpees or we're going to do jump squats. You know what I mean? Like it's giving them still that kind of that place where they feel like they have some sort of say in it. Mm -hmm. Because if not, they will probably like, they're the people again, who will be like, why are we doing burpees? It doesn't make more sense for us to do jump squats. Yeah. I remember having people in my classes that would do that or they'd be like, or I'd be like, Oh, we're going to do circuits. And they're like, well, why can't we just do those exercises standing still? I'm like, because we're doing it as circuits, (laughs) you know, because that's what we're doing because I am the leader and you are not, then it's not, I wasn't like doing some power trip or anything. It was just like, I'm still the leader. And that's like a side note, but as the leader of a fitness class or as a coach, you have to stand in that role and you have to really own that role and you can't allow other people to take that. We can do a whole other podcast about that though. But um, the fourth way that people are motivated is actually by a social aspect. So the social aspect is that they have this deep desire that they want to relate to other people, that they want to feel like socially accepted. And I think that that's kind of like a lot of people have that desire that like they're motivated by like being in group settings. So obviously the people that you're going to see that are motivated by social will be the ones that sign up for group fitness versus personal training because they want to be a part of a community. They, when you're doing partner work, they're like stoked about it. Like they're really excited. They want to do those team challenges. They don't necessarily want to feel like they're on their own because what motivates them is having a connection with other people and feeling like they're kind of like sharing in the experience. So there are also the people like in the Facebook group, who's always posting, who's always, commenting who's always wanting to and these people are great guys especially if you like to keep your Facebook group really active little side note you can always get them to be like your ambassadors and stuff but they're just they're great to have like to build that 
that community. even in class, even in class too, because they'll build that community because they're just like, they're an infectious sort of energy that they bring to the table, right? Into the classes, the energy that they bring, they get excited about everything. They're really like, they're really engaged and they, they talk to everybody in the class. So you're really going to see those people. Um, like I said, in a group fitness setting, not in a personal training setting. And really the way that you kind of like help motivate those people is by offering, like I said, partner challenges, group fitness challenges during your classes so that they feel engaged. And then like what Laura was saying about Facebook, like have a community, have a Facebook community, 100% with your business. You should anyways, but have this private group where they can then be a part of something outside of just the classes, because that will keep them connected and it'll keep your business growing. In that well, aspect. especially too, now that the, like we're seeing the trend is moving towards online businesses, right? Like, so when you're thinking about, well, if you're hearing this, you're like, well, I don't run group fitness classes anymore. I only run online stuff. It's the same thing. That's why the Facebook group is so important. The way that you interact, because people who are driven by social, are mm-hmm. still going to sign up for online programs, but they want that online interactive. So it could be not just, you know what I mean? They get to interact with your Facebook group, but you also interact with them or have group calls on Zoom or whatever it is that ties into your programming. Mm-hmm. So you can make it social in an online setting too. It doesn't have to be just in a um, in-person. In in 100%. Um, so the fifth way that people are motivated is actually by fear. Now, this is the one I don't love, um, but it's, but it is true. Like think about Jillian Michaels, right? Jillian Michaels, she would motivate people by fear. Like not only like standing in their face and kind of like yelling at them, but she'd be like, if you don't do this, then this is going to be the outcome. You're going to stay the same, or you're not going to get, you're not going to fit into your wedding dress or you're not going to. So it's this fear that like, if I don't do the thing, then I won't get the reward. Right. And people, some people are really motivated by that. Um, employers use that a lot with like employees, right. Where they'll say like, well, if you don't reach these targets, then you're not going to get this bonus. Right. And so you're the fear of not getting the bonus is bigger than the work. So you do the work to be able to get to the incentive, like you're incentivized by those things. So, um, Again, like, I don't love this one. Like I don't, I personally just don't vibe with it at all. But if you did have someone who was motivated by fear, it would be something like in that first sort of conversation that you're having with them where they're like, I'm doing this because I have my wedding coming up and this and that. And like the conversation, it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be like, do this or else you're not going to fit in your wedding dress. But you could just ask them like, hey, how are things going with your wedding planning? Are you feeling really good? Are you feeling prepared? And keeping kind of like reminding them of their why will kind of like motivate that like fire within them to keep moving towards their goal. But that would be that's like my nice love approach in the fear, <laughs> in the fear motivation aspect. Well, it's almost like too, it's like, you know, it's the idea as well of like, if they, you know, looking back at the week, let's say, and it's like, did you follow your meal plan? And they say no. And it's like, okay, well, we have a goal that you want to reach and you're not going to reach it if you don't follow the meal plan. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like that is something that would be like, in a sense to someone who's motivated by fear would be like, you're right. Like I've got to get back on this because I'm not going to reach my goals. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of coaches who don't like that way of coaching because they feel that it's, um, you know, it's very direct and they mm-hmm. like more of a loving kind of approach. That's yeah, 
That's so, <laughs> yeah, and I'm the opposite. I like the idea of like being accountable or responsible, and like you've got to. I like accountability and responsibility, but I just I think that there's a way to go about it that doesn't have to be super like eh, in your face. But that's just me, and everyone's yeah. different, and that's why what motivates you is different than what motivates me. Like everyone, that's why I think it's interesting, you know, to have this conversation because it's like clients are going to be different. Everyone's going to be motivated differently, and so understanding how they're motivated will just help you be a better coach to them specifically. But the thing too, that I find it's like, when it comes to fear, motivation, it's like, all of these things we're talking about are things that like, people are, it's not none are positive and none are negative. Do you know what I mean? Like, none of them are better than the other. It's just trying to understand your clients a little bit better into understanding Mm -hmm. the delivery style of how you can start to include some different things in your classes. So it's not as if just because the word fear to us sounds like a negative thing, that it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's just the idea of like, some people have that like FOMO, that fear of missing out. So that would motivate them to sign up for your program again. If you're like, okay, next month, I'm going to be including a super amazing bonus. And we're going to be doing this challenge and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh my God, well, I was going to skip next month. Cause I've got, you know, something going on one of the weeks, but now I have FOMO. I'm going to have to like sign up for it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's also like fear-based. It's like the idea of like, missing out on something it's the idea of all of that so like I don't know I just think that as you're listening to this it's not like one is better than the other it's not like everyone just fits into one category it's just ideas of how to be able to implement this that like to talk to motivate your clients specifically well and to talk to different people because motivation guys like actually I'll say this at the end after we get on the last one because I think this is something for fitness professionals that we get really really confused about Um, so the last one, and then we'll get to that is the idea of incentive. So a lot of people are motivated by incentive, the incentive of, if I do this, I will get this. If I finish this bootcamp program, I can buy myself a new pair of shoes. If I show up to class, I can eat pizza afterwards, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot that that happens with like fitness, like, um, as fitness professionals, we'll see that a lot with clients where they'll say, if I do this, then I can reward myself. And usually it's with food. And that's where like, they end up getting stuck in a really bad cycle. Um, so you need to figure out if your clients are motivated by incentives, what kind of other things can you help them see? And maybe that's through the journaling and everything else. Like what other incentives could move them forward, especially if they are using food-based incentives as the rewards for reaching certain goals. Um, not saying that it, ha- it can't be that, but it, it shouldn't be that all the time, especially if it's like junk food, that's going to like sabotage their results. Right. Especially if they have big goals, but it's also just like looking at what other incentives can you give in your business? What can you offer to them that will help them want to continue to move forward? Completely. And like a lot of times too, like the incentive is that they're going to fit into those genes that they've wanted to fit into. They're going to be able to, you know, run that marathon that's been their goal. Like, but it also could be things like, if you're going to run some sort of like reward at the end. So everyone who completes the challenge gets a prize. Yeah. Or gets entered to win a prize. So like we, for example, have like a 28 day challenge where we used to run and then everyone who completed it was entered in to win a prize at the end. So if you didn't complete it, you weren't even entered to win. And if you did, you had that opportunity. So like there's a lot of times that people, people really like that idea of like having some sort. And I love doing, it's just fun too, to do in your classes or to do with your health coaching, like just to have some different 
prizing or, and it could be contests. Yeah. Yeah. Like as easy as to like, I love the idea of giving, um, like even discounts off of like a future package with you. So it could be like everyone's entered to win a hundred dollar gift card for your company. So it's not as if you have to go out and buy things and figure out all of that stuff. You literally can just create a gift card in a Google doc and send it to somebody. Exactly. And then it's also coming right back to you. So yeah. So the one thing I wanted to say, what I was going to say earlier that I think a lot of fitness professionals get really wrong about motivation is that it's your responsibility to motivate your clients. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference between creating an environment that's around like, you know, that people want to be a part of and understanding these different cool ways to do. But at the end of the day, your clients are responsible for their results. They are responsible for showing up and you are not responsible. It doesn't matter how raw, raw, raw you are or how (laughs) motivation is a feeling that we all decide to generate. Because as I said at the beginning, We are not wired for this. We are not wired to want to work out. It is not something that people are just like, oh my gosh, until you get into it, right? Like think about Mm -hmm. the first day you ever worked out. I can't remember. Well, I do remember, actually. I think I remember. (laughs) Like I remember doing one of my very first um, hot yoga classes, even after I'd been active for a long period of time. And because I used so many muscles that I never used, I was so sore for a week that I literally was scarred about the idea of going now, like every time I've taken time off to go back. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't take a week physically off. Like I was sore in muscles. I, I remember know. I was living with you and you were like, I am so I had, sore. I couldn't work. I couldn't, like, I was so <laughs> sore. So it's like, those are the things where like, you know, when you think back to that, like that's someone, that's someone's first step into working out. Right. So we've got to make the environment motivating, but you're not responsible for your clients. Like they still have to be a part of this process. They still have to find, that's why I was saying at the beginning, like having them write down their why, because there's going to be days that they don't want to do this. And that's not on you to be responsible for constantly being their biggest cheerleader. They have, you also have to teach them how to find their own motivation. So this is a really cool thing to talk about with your clients too, just to get them to start Mm -hmm. to understand, like, you know, we know we're not motivated. Why do you want to take this program? And if you're looking at all these things, what would you say would be your style of like motivation? And then they can incorporate that into their own specific like plan. So for example, if there there's is incentive, it could be like, you know what, if I go to all my bootcamp classes this month, I'm going to buy myself a spa package. Exactly. You know, what no, I, mean? and that, I love that you said that because that's exactly what I was going to say at the end of this too, is the idea that it's, it's about, helping you understand how to motivate them, but also helping you understand how to teach your clients what motivates them. Because when they understand it, because a lot of people don't even recognize the thing that motivates them, but when they recognize it, so if it is like, oh, like the challenge aspect, like the growth aspect, it's like, you know, you're going to give them, you're going to be like, okay, if you're really motivated by growth, then like, let's set some really clear goals and we're going to reach those goals. Right. So then that way there, it motivates them to continue, but like you can help kind of identify that with them to be their leader. And then you can use it as a check-in, but you're not the one that's like, Hey, don't forget about those shoes. Like every day, you're just like, you're giving them sort of the, like, you're giving them the tool at the beginning to help set them up for success. And you're kind of like at the end checking in and saying, how are we doing with that? Right. And you can see it throughout the program. You'll see the growth. Yeah. Cause I think for all of us, you know, and I know for me, there's days where I used to think, 
oh my gosh, I just, I'm not feeling motivated today. I'm just not feeling like, and we, we use that word so flippantly, but in all reality, motivation is a feeling that we decide. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing though, that as I was saying earlier about like the motivational triad, all those things that like putting the least amount of effort as possible, we have to create our own motivation because we don't naturally want to go put on the running shoes and spend an hour expending effort, right? We have to learn how to cultivate that motivation. And that comes by seeing the bigger picture. It comes Mm -hmm. by seeing, you know, understanding your why, seeing the goal you want to get to, helping your client see that goal and like knowing that you put in this work now and you're going to get to here. Like that's mm-hmm. the great part of it. And that's why we do it. Right. It's like, we do it to, because we know the long-term effects are great, but it's harder when you're in it because we like that short-term gratification. So just knowing that motivation is a feeling that we have to cultivate and we have to decide we're going to feel. So even just ask yourself, like the next time you're like saying to yourself, I'm not motivated, just be like, well, what would I need to think to feel motivated right now? Mm-hmm. And I know that if, if I told you, okay, well, if you went to the gym right now, I'll give you a thousand dollars. I bet you'd find some motivation. <laughs> you wouldn't just be like, no, I just naturally feel this way. It's just, no, I don't want the money. Like, you know what I mean? Like I bet there's yeah. or if I would, if you were fear-based and I said, well, you know what, if you don't go to the gym, this means that you're going to gain 20 pounds. You'd be like, I'm going like, you'll find the motivation. (laughs) You'd be like running to the gym. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, when you're thinking about motivation, I know like listening to it, but just even like next time, that's my little challenge for you guys. Next time you are saying to yourself, like, I'm not motivated. Ask yourself that question. Like, what do I need to think to make me feel motivated? So just, even if you tell yourself, I'm going to give myself an extra thousand dollars. If I go to the gym right now, see how that shifts the way that you feel. Mm. It's very, very crazy how, um, how we can create these feelings within ourselves. Agreed. And how we can like block them too. Like how we can just like block our own motivation. Totally. Just Cause by, then we like, start thinking all these ways. reasons why we shouldn't go to the gym. And then exactly. we're feeling unmotivated and we're like, Oh, it's cold outside. Oh, it's so far. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> it's early. It's Are late, you going to feel whatever. motivated when you're thinking those thoughts? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up for today, but hopefully this really helped you kind of get an idea of just, you know, like I said, in the beginning, it's like, it's the new year. People are like, so gung-ho at the beginning and now they're like starting to lose that motivation and they're starting to feel like they're relying on motivation and what you need to do is figure out what is actually going to be the thing that is going to move them forward so hopefully this will help you identify that so you can work with your clients better get them on their goals get them reaching those goals so they'll continue to work with you 100 percent have an amazing day everyone and we'll see you again next week oh wait also before we jump off don't forget, guys, we have oh, yeah. notifications. <laughs> it's a new year. We have a ton of amazing stuff out at Fitchix Academy. So go check out fitchixacademy.com. We have um, some awesome new things going on within our certifications to help you guys even more becoming not only certified fitness or health coaches, but also being able to launch businesses quickly and amazingly the, way, the day you graduate. So make sure you go check it out. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, 
Join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert or our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert Certification Programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.